0: in the fly. Ooh, I like this song <laughs> I believe I can <laughs> touch, touch the, the sky. sky actually today we were singing that yeah. I don't know why oh yeah Macarios got his jetpack like he got Sky from Paw Patrol uh, for his birthday oh, and he got a jetpack
1: that's pack. Why it was in our bedroom <laughs>
0: so he put a jet he put Sky's jetpack on him And then he was just singing a song. I was like, oh, hey, you got to listen to the Space Jam. And then I showed it to him. And then we came downstairs and sang it for you. Well, that's
1: how you raise your children, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly. So back to it. Episode 31. Welcome of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M.
1: And I'm Christina M.
0: Well, today we're going to be talking about how to raise kids.
1: Cue the dramatic music.
0: Who changed the world. Da, da, da. <laughs> well, our prayer, even as we were preparing for this podcast mm-hmm. and just talking about actually for quite a while, few, or probably a few months now, talking about getting to this episode yes. and wanting to talk about it, really our prayer is that our kids would uh, have a greater impact in this world and in other people's lives than we would ever Mm -hmm. than any impact that we could ever have
1: completely and we're not just talking about nashville we're not just talking about in, in their school but obviously that as well but even more on a global aspect
0: precisely i mean isn't this a prayer and hope for every parent that as much as we want to do great things Uh, and great things for God, for Mm -hmm, us. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, I'd love to see our kids do even greater things.
1: Yes, and we always talk to our kids as well, is um, you're not going to be able to really change something unless you realize first that there is an issue or there is a problem. So that's the first step as well is to realize maybe there's a problem or maybe there's something that's happening that doesn't necessarily have to be that way, even though society is saying, yeah, this is the way it should be. So if it's wrong, having the courage and being able to even the information and the knowledge to be able to speak up and hopefully change that for the better.
0: Yeah, so that's the topic of today's episode, how to raise kids who change the world, But before we get into the content of this episode, Christina, why don't you read a recent review that came in uh, for our podcast?
1: So this is from Michelle in Nash. I'm guessing she's from Nashville. Hi, Michelle. Um, her title is Authentic and Life-Giving. Five stars. Thank you, girl. Uh, She says, this podcast is authentic, life-giving, practical, honest, and also a lot of fun. The M's are real and down-to-earth and somehow make you feel like you are sitting over a cup of coffee. As a mom, wife, and a marriage and family therapist, I'm a big fan. They normalize family, career, friendship, and marital struggles while providing down-to-earth insights and wisdom alongside their real-life examples. At the end of each episode, you feel equipped and encouraged. Plus, they make you laugh along the way. These days, it is hard to find life-giving content to consume that helps you grow, encourages healthy change, and makes you laugh. This podcast somehow does it all.
0: Wow! You know, when I heard that she was a marriage and family therapist, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> now you have <laughs> so you obviously say wrong. <laughs> exactly. Now you obviously have a counseling background,
1: I do. and
0: we don't ever pose ourselves as experts. No, we don't. This is something where we're just having fun yes. talking about topics that we would have uh, that we would honestly talk about around our dinner table mm-hmm. with our friends and family. that Yes would come and over. I
1: feel like we're always listening to other people's podcasts and we're also um, reading all these different books and so I feel as though our podcast is also you know if you don't have time to read a hundred books on how to change how to raise your kids to change the world well we've taken that time to research and we are t- trying to give you sort of the cool notes of here's what's out there here's how we process it and digest it and here are you know five ways that you could incorporate this into your family
0: yeah so thanks michelle and nash for leaving that rating and review if you haven't yet done so just it'll take less than a minute if you grab your phone just go to apple podcasts or if you're on your computer you could go to itunes and just leave a quick rating and review telling us about your thoughts on the podcast maybe even questions that you might have because honestly when i'm checking out new podcasts the first thing that i do is i read the reviews exactly even before i press play and listen to it myself
1: exactly i was actually speaking of that listening to another podcast where they're talking about how we as um consumers don't necessarily trust the big marketer saying like well this is the next big product that you need to get blah 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 it's uh we're like oh maybe that's peaks our interest, but then we actually go in and read all of the reviews from, you know, quote unquote normal people just like us and see, okay, this is actually the honesty and the, and the recommendation that comes from a real person not trying to sell us anything. But that is truth and it's not paid, like someone's not paid to say that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, Christina, there's a phrase that you love to say, there's always room at God's table. Mm -hmm. I know you've kind of been thinking about that. Why don't you kind of unpack that for us as we get into the content for this episode?
1: There's been probably a few things, obviously, in the news that has been happening, but even in our own lives, that has made me um, really passionate about teaching our kids and helping them realize that even though society may try to say, especially news, try to say there is not enough room. There's not enough room for white police officers and black people to get along, which is completely not true. And then society is telling us there's not enough room. And this is actually something that broke my heart that I heard uh, from one of my friends is she's black. She, her family's from Africa and uh, they moved into a new neighborhood and her son was playing with all of the other kids who were predominantly white in the cul-de-sac. And this guy who was guess was walking his dog came up to them and said, you know what? Um, whites and blacks are not supposed to mix. Wow. I mean, it was heartbreaking. I could not, I was floored, like in tears as she is telling me this, and that her son is scared to go outside and to play with his white friends wow. because some other random stranger might come and say something. Like he was just heartbroken to hear this. And his mom had to basically say, you know what? this is kind of how society is. I am so sorry that you're going to have to face this. This is not going to be the first time. This is not going to be the last time. And so even though society is saying maybe there's not enough room for um, different colored people, doesn't matter if you're black or white or purple, there's not enough room to be together. And then you hear other things like there's not enough room for immigrants and non-immigrants to be together, which is I mean, I feel it too. We're actually immigrants in this country Mm -hmm. and I feel it. I feel sometimes that um, like if I'm going to the DMV or I'm going somewhere else where it's like they're asking all these questions after questions after questions, where I know at least in Canada, I wouldn't have to face those questions, right? So it's one of those things that you always feel like a little bit on the outside and I'm not wanting our kids to to portray that. And so just thinking, hey, There's always room around God's table. Even if you don't feel like you have room right now to be where you're at, whether it's your work or your school, you always feel excluded. God will never exclude you. And we are made in his image. So no matter if you feel like an outsider right now, there is always room with him.
0: Yeah. So there are definitely blatant racism. There is blatant racism going around all around this world mm-hmm. and at our front door. But there's also ignorant racism as well.
1: Completely. An example of this is we were at a restaurant with a Japanese family who were really, really close to us. And we were just waiting for a table. And a lady comes up to me and says, Oh, hey, that's so nice to see your kind together. <laughs>
0: I'm like, Do you you get together often?
1: Yeah. I was like, pardon me? And she's like, yeah, like, it's so nice to see you guys together. I'm like, yeah, we're friends. We're neighbors. And she's like, oh, that's so great. That's so, so great. I'm I'm really glad you found each other. And then she goes on and says, you know, by the way, I just want to let you know, uh, your eyes are beautiful. And I was like, thank you so much. And then she goes on to say, "Um, well, my daughter has eyes like you. And when the doctor saw her when she was born, the doctor said, oh, you know what? I can fix those eyes for you. Your daughter doesn't have to have those kind of eyes. And she said, no, 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 no. I think they're beautiful. So leave her eyes just the way they are. And I was like flabbergasted, but you know me, I'm trying to be very pleasant and very polite. And it did not look like she had an evil bone in her body at all. Like she was a sweet grandmother who just wants to like, you know, talk to everybody and make everybody feel welcome. She literally just had no idea what was coming out of her mouth was racist.
0: Did we say bless your heart after that? Because no, that would have been the should've. perfect we time should've. to ever say yes, it. Yes.
1: I think we were probably it's like our first or second year in Nashville. So we didn't <laughs> understand the underside tone of bless your heart where yeah. it's kind of like slap your face like you're so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and people in the South,
0: that? I think they understand they that, that, that other yes. side.
1: <laughs> so um, if I ever see her. Again, at a restaurant, she comes up and, and, you know, says something about my eyes or my friends. Trust me, I will say bless your heart, (laughs) ma'am.
0: Now, we share these stories not to point fingers. No. uh, But to emphasize the fact that before any of our kids can become world changers, they need to first love the world. So how can we do that? The rest of our podcast, we're going to be talking about how to raise children who love the world and grow into world changers. So let's start with the first one. Let's actually start simple because Rome wasn't built in a day.
1: No, it wasn't. I don't even know how long it took, but much, much longer than even a year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing that we want to say is listen. And this is something that regardless of the ethnic makeup and breakdown of where you live, right around your neighborhood or even in your uh, broader city or metroplex, listen to different stories, right? So audiobooks, podcasts, get your kids into different types of stories that tell other people's narratives.
1: So we are loving uh, the story of the world audio series as well. I think it's people use it usually for a homeschooling curriculum, but it's four different volumes. There's a workbook. There's a book that you can read out loud and there's audiobooks. And it basically tells for all these different civilizations and the history of the world from like ancient civilizations to, I believe, I don't know what the fourth volume is they were talking about. I think like World War One and II.
0: Oh, well. Yeah, if you go to inbetween.org slash episode 31, every resource, everything we mention in this podcast will be there. Plus, uh, great images as well that you can share on social, me- social media. So be sure to go there.
1: So another series of stories that we are getting our kids to listen to is actually a podcast, and that's called Circle Round Podcast. Have you listened to those at all? Yeah, they. Yeah, have you ever heard? We usually listen to them maybe one day during snack, and they are different fables and stories from different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And they actually have famous actors and actresses. They must have a huge budget (laughs) to read the stories and to act them out. So it's very very entertaining. They even have um, a website where you can go. And print off like a colored picture for the kids to listen to and to color whatnot while they're going through it. And it's just been amazing to hear uh, the different histories and the different ways that uh, different cultures tell stories. Or I love even they had um, an explanation from a different country of why storms happen and mm. why thunder happens. And it's just very entertaining and informative as well.
0: Yeah, what's so neat about this, and and obviously you can read stories you can listen to podcasts listen to audiobooks and and just get it for entertainment value but i think as a parent one of the things that you can do to take this to the next level is actually process it with your children, even talking about the different narratives or different starting points that we all have, the assumptions that we have Mm -hmm. in regards to how we view the world or how we tell stories, the way stories are told, the emphasis of stories in different cultures. I mean, I think the first time I was really, I I came to notice that aspect of Mm -hmm. it is, I forget what grade I was, but I was reading, I remember reading this story about the apartheid in South Africa and the battle between the Afrikaans, the, mm. the 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 south you know just just everyone in south africa and how gruesome the apartheid was but the thing about the book is it was telling it from um, the other point of view right another uh, wow. point of view then okay. yeah so so I mean books like that even the one Christina I know you were talking about give your child the world by Jamie C. Martin
1: yes so that is like your encyclopedia this is gold. So make sure to go to inbetween.org slash episode 31 to get the link to this book. But she basically had the same kind of feeling of us like we want to be able to share different stories and get our kids culturally aware of what's happening in the world. So she wrote a book researching all these different kind of books from, you know, picture books to uh, kids books to teenager books that uh, and she broke them up into different countries. So if you want to hear more stories um, from Africa, then you go to that chapter and she has just lists and little synopses of each book. It's a phenomenal resource. So definitely go pick that up if you're looking for actually a specific country or you're just kind of wanting to have that on your bookshelf or take it to the library with you as a resource.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, the second idea or the second way to raise kids who change the world uh, is also another simple one. And it's to cook different food from around the world or to go to different ethnic restaurants.
1: Mm -hmm. Our kids absolutely love doing this. First of all, they are so inspired by Master Seth Jr. And so they want to be in the kitchen helping us. And so we thought, hey, you know, this would be a great opportunity to teach them how to cook different food, like even from our culture. So Chinese food and Korean food and sort of that um, learning the different spices and how the different ingredients work together to create food that tastes like that culture. And then we thought, you know what, let's not stop there. We love butter chicken. We love Indian food. So let's try to make something from there. Or, you know, let's go Italian one night and figure out um, like, all the different spices and the different ingredients to, to make it really feel authentic
0: yeah so that's definitely the first level and if you want to take it to the next level grab a map right help them see where it is look look up something about the country as well while you're cooking or while you're at the restaurant intentionally learn together Mm -hmm. and if you already know something about that country then you can share that as well or if you've been there share some stories from when before the kids completely right uh times when you are the even even today over dinner uh I forget how we got to this question, but Victoria was saying that she'd love to go visit the Forbidden City.
1: Yes, it's on her bucket list. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we told her, hey, actually... We went to the Forbidden City. Mm -hmm. We weren't even dating at the time, and that's kind of where Daddy knew that he loved Mom. Well, not loved, but really liked Mom. Whatever. Yes, I love (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing.
1: You can see me. I just tossed my hair. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The other thing is, uh, I mean, here's another example, right? So we were this last week. Mm -hmm. I came back from Australia. I was there for work, and I got a pack of playing cards right Uh, it was actually like a all the pictures on the playing cards were it was a gift Mm -hmm. and all the pictures of the playing cards were different australian animals
1: like a national geographic kind of. yeah exactly i think they
0: was called like animal geograph australian (laughs) (laughs) geographers i don't know yeah exactly so uh while we were waiting for our food we grabbed the deck of cards and we played what is that game we played um, war, war, right, and then you'd flip the card over, and whoever won had to share, Hey, this is my animal.' And we started talking about all the animals while we were playing war, after war. And they're so
1: different from really North American animals. Like <laughs> some of them are really like, Whoa. <laughs> like, wow, God is very creative with that yes. one.
0: <laughs> but in that way, it's just a fun way. It wasn't a sit down. Let's learn about Australia. Lesson one, this is what you need to know. Lesson two. No, but it's, it's, it's a fun way to get to know different countries and learn about the world
1: yeah and they really are interested in going to australia themselves i think partly because you were there but also like they want to go and hug a koala mm. and they want to go jump with the kangaroo. yeah
0: and take a selfie with a quokka
1: yeah <laughs> okay no
0: seriously go to inbetween.org slash episode 31 because it's going to be hard to spell what a, a, a quokka we'll have to get a link And the right spelling But literally This is an animal That likes taking selfies
1: Oh it's so cute Yeah
0: No seriously Oh my goodness Go to the site This will make you If you are having a bad day Just look up You
1: need to go (laughs) And um, look this up And I almost feel like If you're having Like a bad season In your life Maybe you need to go To this island (laughs) In Australia Which
0: apparently There's only one island Off of Australia That has this Quokkas It's pretty amazing The wait is over Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. All right. All right, number three, Christina.
1: (laughs) Well, like we were talking about traveling, um, it would be amazing to be able to travel outside your country, Uh, be able to get a passport for everyone and to fly somewhere that would be a different language or maybe a different time zone, a different culture. Um, I know that's not always possible because you know plane tickets are expensive we do actually have some travel hacks in episode 8 that if you want to check out um we have flown to many different countries almost for free because we've racked up points and um all of that so if you want to find out more you can look at episode 8 but if you cannot afford we know that sometimes it's just not possible um you know i think even getting a passport is like $200 per person so that may be a little bit out of your budget for now you can just go even to a different part of your city
0: Exactly. For example, there's a Greek festival in Nashville coming oh up. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And we love Greek food. We, we love do. Greek culture. In fact, Makarios, his name is Greek.
1: Uh-huh. It's Greek for
0: a <laughs> Yes, exactly. And for our 25th anniversary, we actually, Christina and I want to go on a Mediterranean cruise. We want to go to Greece and Italy and just kind of go all... Oh, I didn't
1: know that. 25th? Yes,
0: you knew. <laughs> I know that's 13 that years surprise? from now. I, no, 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 no. We...
1: I know we want to go. I didn't oh, know that it was yes. like the 25.: I was
0: thinking 13 years from now. Oh, yeah, I know that's kind of like, oh, that's really far away.
1: No, I mean, life is, we are, are going to celebrate our 12 year anniversary uh, in a couple weeks. So I feel like if the first 12 years go as fast <laughs> as the next 12 years, I mean, we, it's going to feel like we're in Greece in like, you know, next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in 13 years, Macarius is going to be 17
1: Oh, don't go there.
0: The girls <laughs> like are going to be nope, in college. No, nope, nope, yeah. Really. <laughs> so it'd be a great time to go for a couple of weeks overseas. But I'm you nervous. know, I, I and I bring that up also because when we were saving for our tenth year anniversary, I think we started saving in our seventh year, in our sixth or seventh year. Mm -hmm. And I started putting away, I think 50 bucks a month. Honestly, just if there's don't, I know a lot of times we look at our friends, especially on Instagram and we're like, Oh, look, they're traveling there. I'd love to go. I really want to travel. And then you look at your bank account and you're like, I don't know how we can do that. Mm -hmm. Sign up for credit cards, get points, do this, do that. And, and it's just, you know, even if you can get there for free, you still need to have money to enjoy right (laughs) enjoy the experience so so don't neglect the idea of hey maybe putting fifty dollars or a hundred dollars away every month over a period of three to five years is Mm -hmm. actually quite a lot of money and if you set up a bank account yeah that you can't even touch that you don't even have a debit card for Mm -hmm. and you just do an automatic withdrawal from your paycheck into that account then you just leave it there you go and then in five years you know set a reminder on your phone in five years, check the account, and you're like, let's go on a vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Vacation to learn. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You go on your vacation. Hey, you can learn
0: at the beach. That's true. (laughs) That's
1: very, very true. All right, Daniel, what do you think is the next thing that we can do to help our kids um, learn to love the world?
0: Well, one of the ways to learn to love the world, and honestly, we speak English, and English is such a universal language. It's such a... It's, it's kind of the traveler's language. Mm-hmm. But to actually learn another language, I mean, there are apps like that that gamify it, like Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can do ones like Rosetta Stone. Learning a different language like French or Italian or... Hey, man, if you want to learn another language, learn Chinese because... Mandarin. Yes, learn Mandarin mm-hmm. because...
1: There's so many other dialects of Chinese. <laughs> That's why I'm saying Mandarin is the way to go.
0: Yeah, because... Yeah, that's probably going to surpass English pretty soon.
1: Well, there's a lot of people there. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) But they're all learning English too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So I just think it was so funny. When we were living in Korea, actually, there was like the whitest guy. He was so sweet, but like blonde hair, blue eyes, like very, very pale skin but he had learned Korean and it was amazing. Like we would go to a restaurant and there'd be a bunch of Koreans and then there'd be Alex. And uh, I don't know why everyone wanted to talk to me in Korean. I have no idea why. just have have a friendly friendly face, face, I think. (laughs) They look, oh, look, she looks Asian. We'll talk to her. So they'd be asking me like, you know, what do you want to order? How many people need to have tea and all that? And I'd be like, ooh, just smiling and nodding. And then Alex beside me, the white guy would be talking in like perfect Korean. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> so, but it was amazing to see, you know, a fact that he did not look Korean on the outside, but but he was being able to show respect to that culture. It's like it opened so many doors for him
0: mm-hmm. to be
1: able to have conversations, to make friends, to do very well in business because he took the time to learn somebody else's language.
0: Yeah, and once again, you don't need to grab uh, your old school textbook from high school. Your your you know your old French one that you use that you hated and you know I'm actually talking about myself but
1: <laughs> it's up on the very top no. shelf. <laughs> it
0: is you know I kept it but that's not a fun way for kids to engage I mean there no. are so many books these days that give kids uh, you know that can really start a conversation about different languages. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Adeline has this book Um, we'll link it into the show notes but it has it's a beautiful hard covered book and with wonderful drawings sort of cartoonish but really um, cute and it teaches her how to say hello Hello in like 60 different languages. And then the pictures are made, like if they have, um, you know, for example, if she's, they're talking about French, there would be a picture of a little kid saying hello to his mom in front of the Eiffel Tower or something. Yeah. So it's showing you more of the, more than just hello, mm-hmm. just different cultures. And so I think that was a wonderful way to even just to learn how to say hello, goodbye. Um, where is the bathroom? I'm sure that would be, you know, in learning-
0: you put the <laughs> That's what I remember so
1: Front, yeah. <laughs> exactly, I mean, but that you know what those are like very common things that you can start a conversation with even if you're in a different country probably don't start with where is the bathroom if you want to continue on because they'll probably tell you and then they don't want to continue but on. hello
0: and where is the bathroom are so so important when yes. i was in korea yes. first time going to korea this is before i even really wanted to learn korean mm-hmm. it's about grade eight and nine where i was like no i i'm gonna learn korean and i tried to be a fob More on that later, (laughs) (laughs) but when I was in elementary school, we went and literally, I I knew a few words here and there. My parents spoke to me in Korean, and and at home they would always call the bathroom pionso. They would say pionso. Okay, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, pionso. Every you know, it's pionso. So when I went to Korea, I was like, I I asked my uncle, or even it wasn't even it was Expo. Remember Expo when Expo would go? Does Expo even happen anymore? No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Saving money or something. So (laughs) so it was expo and we were outside and I remember looking for someone. I was so I was like, Mom, I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak to them in Korean. And I was like, "Uh, 저기요, 변소 어딨어요? And they were like, 변소? They're like, what are you talking about? We are outside. Why are you asking for a bathroom? like a bathroom not a not a restroom oh, not a place with like a toilet. place to take a shower yeah, place to take a shower uh, and I was like whoops. oh 나, 나 you know I was like I have to pee and I have to go to did the- you
1: say that <laughs> I have to pee in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, shower
0: <laughs> and he was like what are you talking and I looked at my mom and she was like oh 화장실. and then the guy was like oh it's over there <laughs> <laughs> yes so
1: i love it um so
0: learning how to say where is the restroom yes. bathroom toilet you know in different yes. ways is a really important thing yes
1: and also it's okay to make mistakes in yeah, a different language it is because <laughs> i <laughs> in korea uh i'm not korean And I don't speak Korean, but I tried and I told the taxi driver to please go and die. Yeah, because
0: it sounds really similar. It does. It does. Because usually when you leave businesses or a taxi, you'll you'll say, which is like, be blessed. Be encouraged, you know. Have a great, prosperous day. Why do they
1: make it so close? Yeah. Like, so,
0: sugo aseo, right? But then, <laughs> but then Christina say chuguseo, right? So, sugoaseo, chugoseo. It sounds pretty heard, similar. I've never heard. Jerusalem yeah, because I don't before. say chugoseo. No, nobody yeah. says that. And you didn't even say like go die you whatever it wasn't a bad way to say you're like can you please go and die now
1: and i said it with a smile (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i left the taxi and shut the door yes
0: now if that was your last time ever learning korean or speaking korean um i don't know where we would be but it wasn't right so right right (laughs) yeah i
1: continue i tried to i just never said anything remotely similar to that because (laughs) apparently Yeah, I don't know, my ego or whatever it is, (laughs) the subconscious wants to go and tell taxi drivers to please go and die.
0: Precisely. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing that you can do is you can put maps in your house up. All right. Maps of different worlds. Mm -hmm. I was surprised in going going to Australia that Australia is actually the size of the States pretty much.
1: Oh, okay. So on Australian map of the world, where is Australia? Are they in the bottom right hand? I didn't see a
0: map. I saw a globe, like one of those turning globes, and Australia was way bigger than the globe i had when i was a kid see i don't know how i don't know the size of it today okay on modern globes but okay
1: well we we'll have to yeah. look at that so but i just always wonder in a different country do they put themselves more in the middle hmm. and then they have the other countries you know like wrapped around or a little bit more on the left and the right and yeah, 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 yeah. all of that yeah. so i just wonder if australia looks yeah
0: it definitely looks yeah. more proportionate i mean africa was like it was like double, triple the size of the state. I don't know if it is. Okay. But on that globe, it was the biggest Africa I've ever seen. <laughs> oh no joke. I was like, are you legit? Is this seriously how big Africa is?
1: Maybe. Yeah. It is big. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And so, and they make North America look so huge on our maps, but is it really?
0: Yeah. And I then know. I was looking at South Africa and there's a country that is completely within South Africa, like another country. And it's like a mountainous country. What? And it said something about a kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking it up on Wikipedia. And then I was like, Oh, is that Wakunda? Oh. <laughs> From uh you know, Black Panther. Black
1: Panther. Oh my goodness. Yes.
0: It's it's not, but Okay. <laughs> when I read it, read about it on Wikipedia, I was like, Oh, it could be. It could be Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but th- you know we're having fun, right? And yes. maybe you're from South Africa, or maybe you're from that country, and you're completely offended. But hey, part of this is having fun in your house and and yes. exploring and saying, "Hey, I had no idea there was a landlocked country in South Africa. No, I, didn't. I had no idea Africa was this big. You know why, kids? Because the maps we had when we were kids." Put Canada and the U.S. right in the middle uh-huh. and it was the biggest. Right. And then you could lead into those conversations.
1: Completely. Um, and we use, we have like a huge map in our playroom. Um, I'll have to look how big Australia is. I don't actually know. But we also uh, have a, an atlas, like a children's atlas, where they can go and find different facts about uh, the world. And as well, we have, I love this. We'll link it to our show notes too. Um they have a flag coloring book from Usborn. And so they have um like you just normal coloring book, black and white, and then we go and look up the flag colors. Of that country on our world map, or you can look it up on Wikipedia or whatnot, and then we color that country's uh, flag that color as well. There's little, you That's know, awesome. that little tidbits and whatnot. And our kids, actually speaking, of us born, we had bought them a world puzzle, but 300 pieces, and um, they have it's really really cute because you know for North America, whatever on Canada, they put like a little beaver and a little Canadian flag. In America, they have like the Statue of Liberty mm. and all these different things. That sort of of um, like landmarks or different things that represent the country. And uh, they just put the puzzle together. And so they're able to see like, okay, where's this country in the world? Oh, this is by the Atlantic Ocean. This is by the Pacific Ocean. And they're just learning the world that way in a textile manner.
0: That's so cool. It's interesting. We, having grown up in in North America Mm -hmm. and lived predominantly, other than a couple years, in North America... You kind of think, hey, where do North Americans travel? You know, what do we think the world is? And where mm-hmm. do we want to go? And a lot of times you hear about going down to Mexico a lot, right? Yeah. Or going over to Europe or going to Australia, but Hawaii. recently exactly Hawaii. But when I was in Australia and I was talking to them, I was like, Hey, so have you have you ever been to the States or have you ever been to Canada? And so many people were like, No, because why would I want to go there? It just seems like it would be the same thing as Australia. And I was like, so where do you go to vacation? Like, have you been to the rock formations right in the middle of Australia? Like, I mean, you know, you kind of right. look at these things when you think, Australia, what do I want to do? Or the uh-huh. Great Barrier Reef. Or, and they're like, no, we don't actually, a lot of people were like, we don't actually travel around Australia. I was like, where oh. do you go then? Oh, we go to Thailand or we go to Bora Bora or we go to, <laughs> you know, you go to these, a lot of them actually went to Fiji. Oh.
1: And I was like, did
0: you go see the aquifers where Fiji water comes from. (laughs) And they're like,
1: $6 water. And
0: they're like, "Mm, no. (laughs) Right. So they go there and, and they go to New Zealand and go see Hobbiton.
1: Oh, that's cool. Right.
0: And a lot of them actually rent trailers, like rent campers, and will drive around New Zealand because it's so gorgeous there. So when you get into this, right, and you, mm-hmm. and you kind of soak yourself in and, and, and talk about other countries and learn about other countries, it's just so amazing to just realize, hey, we are not in the center of the world. I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. We are not in the center of the universe, nor should we be. Yeah. Right. And I love that even being able to teach our kids that this life is not just in our house and in our neighborhood and in our city like there is it always blows their mind. Right. Like thinking, hey, when we are awake, there are other people sleeping around the world and when they are awake we are sleeping yeah so even helping them understand that concept like the world is still going on there are still stories happening there are still journeys happening in other people's lives even while we're sleeping
0: yeah raising kids who change the world if you're still listening i'm sure you agree with that that you want to raise kids who change the world Mm -hmm. If you didn't, I mean, you know, you would have stopped the podcast by now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Forget this. Yeah. Go to Travel Hacks. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But I mean, honestly, raising kids who change the world, one of our most important responsibilities as parents is to make sure that our kids don't grow up. Being concerned with first world problems, Mm -hmm. dealing with entitlement, and doing the things that we talked about in this episode, even if it's one or two, are going to help your kids understand that we are not in the center of the world, Mm -hmm. right? That the world does not revolve around them. There's actually a pastor friend I have when his kids were teenagers, when, mm-hmm. he, when his girls were teenagers, and, and he noticed that they were getting into a lot of materialism and entitlement and just apathy. And they're just kind of getting that teenage North American bug. Yes, exactly. Uh, he and brought them brands down, and all of that. Exactly. He brought them down to Mexico. Hmm. And I, I, I don't even think it was for a mission trip. He just went down to Mexico with them and didn't stay at the resort. Hmm. but he drove around neighborhoods in Mexico. And he was like, girls, this is how the majority of the world is.
1: Yeah, completely. The fact
0: that you live in a gated community, the fact that you live in a place where you can, even if you don't have enough money for meals, you can find meals, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and going on and on and on. So on the one hand, you can tell your kids that, but for him, he really had to show them to snap them out of this kind of the enthrallment of, entitlement and the first world problems that we deal yes, with here
1: yes and spending our money on things that do not have you know eternal purpose or eternal meaning i think that's something like i know we talked about this before too daniel that uh that is something that we really want to instill into our kids and we would eventually love to um be able to go visit our sponsor children yeah. um, in their countries and be able to meet them and um, if you hadn't heard before we talked about it in previous podcasts. Both our girls sponsor a compassion child.
0: Yeah. And even at dinner today, when we were talking about, hey, what countries would you guys love to visit? Victoria was like, oh, I'd love to go to the Philippines. And I was like, why do you want to go to the Philippines? And they were like, to go see my... go see my sponsor kid yeah because because her birthday's on the 25th and my birthday's on the 26th then we could celebrate together
1: (laughs) we're so (laughs) cute and they've written them birthday cards and christmas cards and all of that and so just being able to even write back and forth and ask questions about each other's country like do you have snow in your country what do you do for fun um what do you have to do for school where do you go on vacation what do you do in the summer And being able to sort of have a pen pal that way, Mm -hmm. but also to make an impact in their lives. That it's with the money that we are supporting them is not just helping that girl go to school. It is helping her family be able to put food on the table.
0: Yeah. So tonight for dinner or tomorrow or this weekend... We want to challenge you to go to a restaurant that you've never been been before mm-hmm. to another. Or even if you have a favorite Indian restaurant or a Korean restaurant right. or, you know, any other restaurant uh, that's not your ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go there, take a picture of yourself, your family. Please tag us at InBetweenShow on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We would love to see you living this out. Uh, we'll make sure to do that, too. Mm-hmm. We'll actually post a picture of that puzzle. As well, that the kids just finished. But next week on episode 32, you are not going to want to miss this.
1: Yes, we had the amazing privilege to be able to interview Christy Wright. Um, She is the founder and creator of Business Boutique. And her business has been so, so generous to us. We have a huge, huge giveaway happening um, for next week. And we will announce it on our podcast episode. Yeah.
0: So if you're not yet subscribed to our podcast, be sure to do that because you're not going to want to miss this giveaway. And we've had friends and other listeners who are a few episodes behind, and and they finally catch up. Even the Strengths Finder one that we did. Yeah, they finally was like, oh, catch up, I wish like, I was oh, I
1: listening. Missed <laughs> I missed it. Yeah.
0: So if you have friends who, if you have a friend who runs a business Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about running your own business or your kids are getting to the age where you're like hey i have a little bit more free time i want to do something on the side i don't necessarily want to be tied down to working at the grocery store, mm-hmm. or working at another place. A nine to five. I, yeah, exactly. I need some flexibility. I want to maybe I want to start my own business, or maybe you have your own business and you kind of want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Christy Wright is going to be sharing great points of advice there. There's going to be a huge giveaway, so tell your friends about the podcast, mm-hmm. especially next week's. And man, thank you for your time. We know your time's valuable, and thank you for tuning in and being a part of our lives and the podcast like this. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we'll see you next time.